everyone welcome back welcome another, welcome another episode of which is unknown and as you heard i have lovely raven with me this week yeah fanfare i doubt it i see the numbers they do <laughs> they love you i love them good and i love you so i know you do all the way around mm-hmm. it's good to be the queen <laughs> for those of you who are listening as this comes out or years down the road we just finished father's day weekend and while we have the holiday coming up and we'll try to do something about that and before the holiday gets here you say holiday like people aren't recognizing father's day as a holiday we're talking about the sabbath we have a sabbath coming up next week that we'll discuss this coming week for today we're talking about the mundane holiday of father's day yeah that's what i was getting to okay well before again that you holiday, say holiday we have father's day which raven has a wonderful topic of Yes, we're going to discuss divine masculinity, yeah. which is something that I don't believe we've ever discussed on Which is Unknown, because I no. hit pretty heavy on goddess and divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, but divine masculine is something that is often not hit on as hard as it should be while we do talk about the toxic masculinity. So we, I feel like we should balance out the, the good and the bad attributes of masculinity. Yeah. That reside in all of us, but most importantly, our male counterparts. So. Absolutely. I got to hear some of her finer points yesterday, and I was excited, so I look forward to hearing more about it today. Yeah, because it was Father's Day, so he didn't want to study, so. (laughs) So in lieu of Father's Day, of course, we have in the meta community, I know that most of the vendors, readers, healers, majority, now there are some male and male presenting people in the business, but majority of them are female, female presenting. (laughs) Kid is cackling. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that those that are there can't work on themselves and those that we see and those that we tend to and heal and read for. Well, sure. Even women need to work on their divine masculinity. Yeah. Both because parts of the whole. Yes. The key is to become yin and yang. The key is to meld your divine feminine and masculine together into a perfect ball of glowing equal light. All things balanced. Like All things balanced. Thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Even as the Thanos said, his... Again, it's the ideas aren't wrong. It's the execution, literal and figurative execution of hmm. those ideas True. that do not work because there will never not be bias. I mean, the universe may not be biased, but there will never not be bias amongst us and our emotions during this human experience. True. So while it's easy for us to look at it and say, obviously, you know, we are overpopulated. We need to wipe some of us out. If we had to select, none of us would want it to be us or anyone that we love. You know, no one wants to make those sacrifices. It always wants to be Group D. Yeah, Group D. (laughs) Nobody cares about Group D. Nope. Should have checked in sooner. (laughs) What did you get for sleeping so late? Damn it, Group D. Mm -hmm. So we're going to discuss Divine Masculinity or Shiva. Um Divine masculinity is marked by action, where, of course, divine feminine is more about learning to go with the flow and 
you know, a, a loss of the sense of self and allowing yourself to be carried by the universe and to follow something greater than yourself. Divine masculinity is uh, represented by a call to action and it represents leadership, taking charge, doing versus being. Mm-hmm. And as it advances and becomes a more healed version of the divine masculinity, it also helps us learn to set good boundaries and to discipline ourselves. So a lot of us who lack discipline, lack beneficial boundaries, because again, we can all set boundaries for things that obviously hurt us. You know, we put a fence around our yard, we put bug spray on our skin when we go outside, those (laughs) types of things we do, but we don't think of boundaries in terms of toxic relationships, you know, where we're quick to cut people out that maybe we should have given another chance to, or we're quick to give another chance to people that we definitely should have cut off three times ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, once your divine masculine is brought to the forefront and nurtured and healing, those are the types of benefits that you'll start to um, reap. Now, a lot of men and women, I feel like, struggle with lack of motivation Sure. It's a big one for a lot of people. And that is a direct result of the divine masculine in yourself being suppressed, repressed. As Bear can attest, being raised male in the society and especially how he was raised, which was military and fundamental Super Christian. Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, which fundies are a different branch of baptist if you think baptist is southern baptist those were liberals when we were growing right. up you those know were the bad guys when yes we were the girls up. wore pants and <laughs> they went to falls creek which was a den of iniquity you know we people had sex there yes you know we wore skirts and we had you know a no touch rule and they had drums boys. on their platforms and that was also evil oh yeah we did not do drums guitar was as wild and crazy as we went mm-hmm. so i mean we were raised very very rigidly and brainwashing is definitely something that happened to both of us Mm -hmm. Um, and when as a child those things are ingrained where you're solely responsible for the entire outcome of your family you know their morals and how they look to the world um, how things look versus how things are becomes very prized which is why you know a lot of men tend to rule with an iron fist inside their home and put on a party face outside and the men that you meet at church or in meetings, et cetera, are not quite always the men that they are inside their homes. And part of the toxic masculinity that is present in society is trying to teach men how to be better men at home. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to do that is to work on yourself and to dig out all of these issues. Um, part of it embodies qualities of strength, courage, responsibility, leadership, while cultivating compassion, empathy, and a deep respect for oneself and for others. I feel like the leadership, the courage, the responsibility, all of those things kind of, you know, are considered masculine traits. And whenever you see them in little girls, that's when they're called bossy. (laughs) You know, where if it's a boy, oh, he's got leadership skills. But if it's a girl, she's bossy and she needs to learn to be quiet and mind her manners, you know. Right. Where, you know, even some little girls, their divine masculine is just right where it should be. And we're taught as little girls to repress it as well. So oh, yeah. um, definitely not taught to be the loudest. You know, men don't want a loud woman, you know. Well, some men do. Hi. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm looking at you, Raven. <laughs> yes. But balancing the assertiveness with sensitivity and a deep respect for oneself. Because again, it all comes back to how your feelings are processed, how your feelings are processed within yourself, how they're processed with your spouse, your mate, your close friends, your children, your family, um, and learning not to take things personally, you know, that everyone's allowed their own human experience and not everything is a personal attack against yourself and your leadership and your assertiveness, you know, where men tend to have a lot of anger. Um, and I feel like, I don't know who identifies with that. I feel like men, because it's an accepted emotion, you know, as a little boy, if you're angry when you lose, it's okay. If you cry when you lose, then it's you're not. weak. Yep. And girls cry, you know, and it's okay if girls cry because girls are weak and they're showing their weakness. And men love it when women show their weakness, you know, because it makes them feel more powerful. Come here, my little princess. Oh, my God. I am no princess. Um, <laughs> signs that your divine masculinity are out of whack. And this, again, goes for male and female. Physical aggression. Uh, prizing violence, um, being excited to see fights, watching things that, you know, those action movies that men tend to like, which again, women like them too. I enjoy a good fight scene every once in a while and watch somebody get their comeuppance. But when it becomes excessive and it becomes almost like a fantasy to want to harm someone or to beat someone, that's a sign that, you know, you might need to check your masculinity a little bit. Um, hyper independence, you know, the nobody can help me, nobody touch my things, I can handle this on my own, don't look at me, I, you know, it's my anger and I'll hold it tight. And ag again, I feel like hyper independence I see more frequently in women. I was gonna say, I, I see that a lot, not so much the violence, but yeah, the I can do it myself. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll do it myself. And I that's, need your help. That's, <laughs> that's very much my, I can tell when my divinity is out of whack because I'm very much a, you know, mind yourself, you know, I'll, I'll buckle my own seatbelt. I'll grab my own water. You know, don't you have anything better to do? I can do it myself, you know, because it makes you, again, it doesn't, you think that it's making you feel weak and it makes me feel like I don't need help. I can do this. I'm just being a, hu a human, being a human. I can handle this. And when you ask someone else for help, it's showing them your vulnerability. And one thing that women tend to do also is we don't want to be vulnerable. We're vulnerable in so many other areas. We're smaller, we're weaker, we cry easier because we're trained to and we're conditioned to. And, you know, we feel much more susceptible to men's anger and frustration and their hyper-independent. So you're just like, fine, if you want to be in charge, go ahead and be in charge. I don't even care. And you do that for long enough. And I see women who are in toxic relationships and they have to take their power back. So finding that balance between taking your power back and also allowing yourself to be vulnerable the next time, once that frustration and the balance is restored, is part of the magic. It's part of the trick, you know, learning how to not only trust yourself again, um, but then in turn, learn to trust other people. And again, men and women, I feel like we do that one probably equally. I struggle with wanting to be massively independent on a weekly basis. You know, I'm very much a don't touch my things. I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, sexual aggression or sexual violence, fantasies of sexual aggression or sexual violence. You know, again, men, women, 
check yourself. You know, everybody's got kinks. We've all, I don't yuck anybody's yum. Everybody likes different <laughs> things. Have at you so long as you do no harm. But again, when you're getting into situations where you're seeking out people who want to be harmed or hurt or degraded or shamed and you're seeking them because you need to hurt, shame, or degrade someone, check yourself and check them because that's probably not an energy you need to be sharing in. Because we talk frequently True. about, you know, the aggression and abuse that a lot of women face at the hands of men. And I will never victim blame. Absolutely not. No one has a right to touch anyone in a harmful way ever. Right. But men do tend to seek out women who feel like they're somehow worthy of harm. So ladies, if you're finding yourself in these relationships over and over again and you think, I just attract jerks, find out why you're attracting jerks. Spend some time with yourself. You know, rekindle your own divine masculine energy. Work on the divine masculine in yourselves, ladies, and then men won't be able to attack it, healed or unhealed, you know. And again, work on your radar. Work on yourself before you start bringing in mates, especially when you're asking yourself, why do I keep choosing these type of men? Because you do choose them, and they choose Mm you. So make sure that you're putting out good things and strength because a man who is well seated in his divine feminine and masculine will seek out a woman who is also well seated in her divine feminine and masculine and look for that balance. They won't look for someone weak to prey upon or someone weak that they have to take care of because that's typically how it starts. You know, she's weak. She needs help. I'll help her. And then it becomes a control thing and you give him the control and then you know, that masculinity takes over and becomes toxic. The femininity takes over and becomes toxic and her divine masculine goes out the door. His divine feminine goes out the door and the imbalance in relationships is what you see so frequently these days. I agree. A healing or healed partner is going to look for a healing or healed partner. Again, and not that I'm casting stones everybody has their fights and disagreements and struggle of power and will is constant i mean look in baron i's relationship even he didn't pick a wilting lily and i didn't pick someone that i can easily (laughs) manipulate manipulate or use my feminine wiles on now occasionally i can and occasionally you know he can bull his way through and I let him have his way. But, you know, it really is about, (laughs) shut up. It really is about balance and, you know, finding work rhythms and life rhythms and everything else that works together and make sure that you're not using each other in any way, you know, make sure that I'm not preying upon his need to take care of me and whining and sulking and make sure that, you know, I'm not playing the victim to him from my own life because I make my own choices and I'm a big kid and I can stand on my own two feet. But at the same time, somebody who, when I am overwhelmed or if I've made choices that I shouldn't have, that he's not going to not nurture me and not take care of me and not do the things that I need to do to heal. And same goes for him. You know, when he, everybody knows bears temper and legendary rage, but you know, (laughs) he, for the most part, is constantly working on his balancing his masculinity and tapping into the feminine, you know, because I feel like with a lot of men, the feelings of unworthiness and self-loathing come from hating the masculine in themselves. And I know 
being part of the LGBTQ community and Bear being an ally of the LGBTQ community, I see that a lot with people that I talk to and counsel. Um, the things that we tend to hate about ourselves are the things that our own gender tends to prize. So, you know, a homosexual man will not always look for a divinely healed masculine man. And um, we kind of set ourselves up for failure in those areas. You know, we seek out someone who we can kind of play the victim to and who will take charge because at, f at first it's fun, you know, but eventually it gets to where no one's helping anybody and we're not on the path that we're supposed to be on. And we need to help each other find a balance, you know, mm -hmm. social media and media in general and movies and books and all of these things romanticize, you know, the toxic masculine and the toxic feminine, you know, the damsel in distress and the knight on in shining armor, not to say that those are poor archetypes, but again, we tap too much into the fantasy of what, the human experience should be when we should be looking at how we can become a more balanced whole and become that perfect little yin and yang circle so that I balance him when he's angry and he helps me when I'm feeling weak. And, you know, he balances me when I'm angry and I balance him when he feels weak because we all share all of those emotions equally. Yeah. And that's a good partnership. That's a good relationship. Something that you can rely on for things like that when none of us are an island. None of us are able to weather all these storms by ourselves without friends, community, you know, a partner. And while, yes, you know, we work on finding that balance in ourselves, you know, sometimes life is hard and you've got to have... No, we're still, even though I like to say we're spiritual beings having a human experience, we still have human brains and we still have human chemical releases that, you know, trigger these emotions and these thought processes and that's part of overcoming and part of conquering this human experience is learning how to balance these and to rise above, you know, our own brain chemistry, you know, where our hormones are concerned. And another trait that you want to look out for in male or female is, you know, anti-feminist behavior. Um, I run into that, especially in my social circles because I do have family members and friends who, you know, believe that God made two genders, male and female. They will not take into consideration anything else. They do not care what science or other people tell them, you know, they, <laughs> they will not look at evidence. They will not look at personal testimonies, which is ironic because the first thing they'll tell you is you can't refute, you know, personal testimony. And that's what they use to balance their faith and to, you know, add validity to their faith is you can't tell me how I feel. Well, samesies, you know, you can't tell someone else how they feel or what they feel like, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't care what you look like to me or what my eye has been trained to tell me that you are. I will call you by the name you give me mm -hmm. because that's basic respect, you know, and also taking into consideration that we're not only fighting for the rights of women standing next to us, you know, we're fighting for the rights of women overseas and in countries where we don't have free will, and they do not have the right to say no to their husband in any situation um, where 
reproductive rights or medical rights or education or anything are concerned. So it's not just about, you know, the spoiled little white housewives that we think of. Um, because that's a lot of the memes and things that I get is, you know, all of these women just want more rights and we already give them everything and we work for them and we do all of these things. We're not just talking about the few spoiled people out there. The one percenters. Yes, we're not talking about the few spoiled people of privilege out there. We're talking about, as a whole, females as a population are persecuted, put upon homosexuality right there with it um, all across the world. And it's not just our pretty little states here in the United States. Not that Oklahoma is one of those that is super liberal, but we, everybody here has at least a few friends that they feel safe with. That's not the case for a lot of places over the world. So people unwilling to look outside their own box and their own ideas that have been put into their minds as children, um, that's a sign that there is an imbalance. Um, divine masculine friendships are super important. Um, women having male relationships that are friendly so that they see what to look for when looking for a partner. Men who have women who have a balance of divine masculine and feminine is important so that they know what they're looking for. Um, men being friends with men who are good men is key. You know, mm -hmm. men who don't encourage you to harm others, who encourage you to reach your goals and... Um, stay on journey and, you know, ask you about your meditations, your divination work, your family life, you know, think people who are genuinely concerned about you and aren't just your bros all the time. And same thing with women, women who encourage you and build you up and don't just want to gossip and let you complain about your husband to them. That's what I've always told the boys. If you are in a circle of you and four other guys, if, if the rest of them are good students, then you're going to be a good student. If you are surrounded by four millionaires, then you are going to be the fifth millionaire. If you are surrounded by four of the losers that want to harm and damage other people, you're going to be the fifth one because you are what you, yeah, you, you surround yeah, yourself you, with. Yeah, it makes a big difference who you run with for sure. And not that you can't be a light in a, in a corner, but yes, for your circle, for your small friends group, for people to encourage you, you really need to start looking for people who balance and who you can help balance and who you help balance each other. Um, help you remember your priorities, helps you set healthy boundaries, help you with self-discipline and all of the things that you struggle with and they struggle with. That's why, you know, gym buddies are a great thing, you know. Gym bros. Accountability buddies are a good thing, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, Bear and I ask, you know, where are you at in your meditations? What have you read this week? What have you been, you know, we make sure that each of us are doing productive, useful things and also making sure that we take breaks. You know, Bear will sometimes take my books away and make me watch a movie with him, you know, or. Snuggle <laughs> me on the couch, damn it. <laughs> yes. You know, stop thinking for just a minute. And and it behooves me to, to do that and to allow myself to have a break. And at the same time, I'm the one who throws the blanket off of him and hands him a book, you know. And then she gets all turned on when I send her a text <laughs> saying I finished another book this week. It's so hot. A well-read man is sexy. I'm telling you. I finished. Um... Gentlemen, if you want to turn on all the ladies, start reading. Start working on your divine feminine and your divine masculine balance. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, like, like bees like to it. honey. We love it. We love a well-heeled man. We will heal ourselves for that. Because that's the thing with, I feel like with women, especially in the meta community, we are, 
we tend to match energy. You hit that ceiling. Yes. As far as as far as he wants to go, that's where it'll stop until you realize I have to push past that, male or female, any, you know, partner. Same thing in a job. When you hit that ceiling, I can't go any further. This isn't good for me. This isn't where I want to be. It's time to move on. And I'm not saying you abdicate from jobs and relationships all of a sudden because Baron Raven said so, but you realize that you can feel the place out. Once you are on that healing journey, once you're working on yourself, you recognize that in other people and you'll attract, you'll attract broken people yes. and you'll also attract healed people. Yes. Just I, because someone's attracted to you and you're attracted to them doesn't mean that they're for you. There's yeah. lots of other works that go into knowing if those feelings are something that you should pursue or not. And knowing where you're at spiritually is key, you know. Mm -hmm. Something I've told the boys is that, again, Father's Day, things you pass down to your children or try to when they listen for a few minutes at a time <laughs> is that... Teenagers. You know, they hit 13 and like, I know everything. It's fine, Dad. Is I tell them that... Um, I was rambling and lost my train of thought. Um, when you have somebody that's working on themselves, then they're not going to discourage you from working on yourself. If you got... Like our youngest one is heavy into the gym and fitness and shape and conditioning, you know, the guys that want to see him succeed aren't going to drag him out of the gym. They're not going to drag him out of the classroom. The yeah, people... exactly. Those, those positive male friendships and female friendships will help you remember your priorities, help you set yeah. boundaries, help you achieve your goals. Those are the types of friends that you want to have. Finding those positive and healed masculine and feminine people in your life when we say healed, healing. healing. We're all healing. Oh, yeah. Everybody's on a journey. We're, I'm not perfect. Raven will tell you. It's pretty close, but not quite. <laughs> She's way beyond me. Um, but they're not going to discourage you from doing the right things. They're not going to... A healing person, person that's on their own meta journey, isn't going to make fun of you for creating your first YouTube video of, you know a meta subject or, you know, starting your own well, business. Well, same thing with health and fitness with ladies. You know, we're not going to make fun of the ones that start Weight Watchers and tell them all the things that went wrong with no. it or why they shouldn't eat low carb or all of these, you know, anytime someone's trying to better themselves, encourage that. Don't rain on anyone's parade, you know. Yeah. I, I've always taken on myself, you know, I will learn from anyone, but... I will take pieces of even if I don't agree with the whole philosophy of something, I will take pieces of it and incorporate that. Well, yeah, that's a, well yeah. that's a Bruce Lee quote too. Yeah. Research your own experience, take what is useful, add what is use no, take what is useful, add what is uniquely your own, something like that. Anyway, Absolutely. sorry. That was hot. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> um But a billionaire is not going to discourage you from starting your first business. It's going to be the ones that don't want you to, to succeed. Yeah, they want you gonna, to stay down here with them. They, yeah, exactly. It's dark they, down here. I need an extra friend. You're a little right. bit of a light. I can see. You because know? you're transitioning and you're healing and you're growing, the ones that don't want to grow, don't want to heal, they're the ones that are going to make fun of you, tease you, give you any reason not to do it, and pull you away from it. The ones that are on their path and healing... They're going to be like, hey, what'd you read this week? Hey, how's your meditations? Hey, when's you come in the next full moon ritual? Hey, are you going to, you know, they're pulling you along in the right path. And 
Um, you know, like I said, a, a millionaire is not going to make fun of you for starting your first business. Someone who is healing is not going to make fun of you for spending time in meditation or reading a book or spending time with your cards or working on yourself. Yeah. Setting doing boundaries, the shadow work. Men learning to cry. All of these things are beneficial. Yeah. Ask Bear. He's learned how to cry this year. I have cried three times this year. <laughs> he has. That's more times than he has in the last 23 years. Together. Yes. Combined. That's not a joke. I bore his children and the man did not shed a tear. He went and saw an Avengers movie and he shed a tear, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, how's that make you feel? It wasn't Avengers, it was Guardians. Oh, sorry, Guardians, whatever. And it was was rough. (laughs) Yes, bless his heart. Even trying to tell me, he couldn't tell me. (laughs) Four times because I cried on the way home. I know, he he couldn't tell me he was choking up. I call she was at work. I call her on the way home from the movie. Which again, I say crying. It's not like normal crying. It's not like weeping and crocodile tears. It's that man cry, that snurf, and one dry little crusty sandy tear rolls down his cracked <laughs> cheek. I'm thinking I got tears down my face and on my shirt, and I wipe it up. I was like, that was it. One little <laughs> spittle. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to communicate to her the line that broke me. And yeah, home. all of the sobs are locked in his chest. getting out. But he's, again, it's growth. He's moving forward. One of these days, I'm going to get him to full belly cry with me. Big crocodile <laughs> tears like I do. I'm the most pitiful crier you'll ever see. I'm oh, going to turn him into one. Um, the spiritual concept that there exists a feminine counterpart to the patriarch and masculine structure um, is true. And we call those Shiva and... Shakti. Shakti. Yeah. Energy worker. Yeah. Shiva and Shakti. Um, Which again, the yin and the yang represents the divine masculine and feminine as well. And the balance of the universe and the balance within ourselves. So the, one of the best ways you can do is use affirmations, take risks with confidence, less internalization, ladies Mm. and gentlemen, you know, let those feelings out in a healthy way. Cause again, when you're, constantly bitching at everyone ladies or men you're bellowing at everyone about all of your problems um that's when the divine masculine is overcompensating it is overstimulated it is out of balance mm-hmm. um so again within reason within a group of people to whom you feel safe let those things out cry let them know that you're struggling Tell them why you're struggling in a productive, not accusatory way, obviously, because, you know, as men and women, women, we tend to blame men, men, we tend to blame, you know, they blame the world um, or their upbringing or their parents. Yes, their parents, (laughs) you know, my dad broke me so I'm going to break you kind of thing where Uh, women. That's how the toxicity continues. It does. It does. Because you think my dad would never have let me do this. So I'm going to rein it in. I can't tell you how many times over the years to bear. I've had it. Yes, but we're not doing it that way because look what it did to you. You know, my dad would have done it. Yes, he did. He would have done that. And he did do that. And now look at you. And it's taken you all of these years to learn how to cry again. So don't do that to your own kids, you know. Um, More action. Heal your relationship to the masculine itself. So again, tap into that, ladies, whenever, and gentlemen, whenever you're over-complaining, whenever you're raging all the time and bitching about everything and just furious, um, rein that in a little bit. 
you know, you sh- not everyone should know all of the problems that you have at all times because our words are spells and our words are our magic mm-hmm. and you manifest problems through worry. So speak your truth, release it. If you can find a good moon cycle to do things on, you know, find a moon cycle with release, find a moon cycle that resonates with, you know, things in your chart. If you have a trident in something, find a moon that has that and work on those aspects of yourself that have to do with the divine masculine and feminine. What? Just listen. Um, Where? hmm? Admiring. Shit up. So, and again, if we go back to what? (laughs) I said no masculine. (laughs) If we go back to Shiva, the half of our body that is ruled by our divine masculine is the right side of our body which I just pointed to the left side of my body. (laughs) It's because I'm left-handed, so. (laughs) I was like, wait, am I backwards? I'm I'm, yes, I'm left, and I'm super left. Like, I am not ambidextrous at all. I am very right-minded. So the right side of your body, which, you know, anybody who's in medicine knows that that's the quadrant that houses most of our internal organs, you know, our heart and our spleen and part of our intestines and a kidney. What? Spleen. Spleen are on the left (laughs) side. um, And the right side holds your appendix, your gallbladder, your liver, your pancreas, the other half of your intestines, your kidney and a lung. And if you want to delve even deeper into all of these organs and what it's held there, you know, Bear can tell you, you know, your appendix and your kidney are in your sacral regions and your gallbladder, your pancreas, your liver, and your lung are in your solar plexus Mm -hmm. or in your heart chakra, obviously. Our lung and heart are almost equal. Mm -hmm. Um, But our lungs hold the emotions of grief. Your pancreas holds worry. Liver holds anger and the execution of anger and indecision Um, appendix is another organ where we can house anger and pain. Um, so a lot of those for men, you know, pancreatic cancer, liver disease, gallbladder issues, ruptured appendix, all of these things can be attributed to a sick sense of self, a sickness in our body on a spiritual level. And that's another good time to go see a Reiki practitioner. You know, have hey. let them hover. Let them feel where the warmth comes from. Let them feel the emotions that are harbored in these organs. There's a really great account that I follow on Instagram um, for a neuropath physician and or a naturopath physician. And she talks about, you know, the release that comes with your meditations and the release childhood trauma that you have to work through um childhood trauma specifically is held also in the liver so people who struggle with that will also find some solace in knowing that it is within your power to help heal your own body um you know we are our own placebo effect we see it in medicine we see it in divinations we see it in our spell work we are more than capable of overriding are human constructs and the confines of these human bodies. And, you know, I have multiple autoimmune diseases that doctors like to tell me that I have. I do not claim (laughs) or medicate any of them, and I'm doing just fine. Meanwhile, my two sisters who claim them, hold on to them with white-knuckle enthusiasm, are constantly struggling. 
you know, they're constantly... They're identified by their illnesses. Yes, they're constantly ill and constantly in need of something. And, you know, they pretend that they put on this brave face, you know, in the face of all of these trials. And instead of just not claiming it, you know, get out of bed, move forward, you know, feed your body well, rest well, meditate, heal yourself spiritually. I'm not saying that they're not real. I'm not saying that my body doesn't hurt most days. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I don't struggle um, to remind myself that I'm a spiritual being because I still feel this body and I still have these hormones and these chemicals that tell me things and try to fool me into, again, locking myself inside this human experience and not feeling myself as the spiritual being that I am. It's, you know, again, I referenced the Apostle Paul because I feel like it's very true where he talks about he dies daily. It is a daily reminder that I am not my mundane name. I am not these cells and these chemicals and these responses and these emotions. Mm -hmm. I am bigger and older and more healed in many ways than what my body tries to tell me I am. So... Again, having to remind yourself that you are the placebo, that you can rise above, that your words are magic and do hold power, you know, it's super valuable. That you're capable of balancing your femininity and your masculinity as well as all of these other things that we struggle with. Now, I'm not saying if you're allergic to honey, go out and eat honey. I'm just (laughs) saying, you know, within reason, look at what you're doing before you let someone diagnose you with something, you know, look at, am I eating well? Am I sleeping well? Am I eating intuitively even, you know, I eat vegetarian and watch dairy very strictly. That's how I feel my best. Mm -hmm. There are some people I know who eat meat and stay away from certain vegetables or stay away from sugar. And that's how they feel their best. And then I have friends who, you know, just partake in a little tiny bit of everything and they're fine. I'm not trying to say (laughs) that anyone's way is correct. I'm saying, listen to yourself, find your, you know, your soul's origin tends to help, you know, where you come from, what your race is like, um, plays a heavy hand. And again, start eating intuitively, sleeping intuitively, reading things that interest you, taking notes whenever you feel nudged to do it, writing down thoughts that come to you, work on your own mediumship because we're all mediums. Um, Any signs that the universe gives you, you're a large, Mm -hmm. shut up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So dumb. Any little gifts that the universe gives you, start, start making a note of them and researching it. You have dreams, send them my way. I'm really vibing with it's all of my dream interpretations. Really impressive reading through her dream interpretations lately. Yeah, like I feel like I'm super vibing. I'm feel pretty confident in my palmistry, and now I've moved on to dream divination, and I feel like um, send them my way. I want to know all the things. You know, the more <laughs> I do, the more I want to do, and I encourage everyone to become that. You're practicing, and that's the thing. Yes. When people every day do something good for yourself every day, come to me in the past like, "Well, I I, I can't do tarot." Okay, do you do you practice? Well, no, but I can't. Exactly, I can't do it's like do. people who want to play the piano, but they don't want to learn how to play the piano. Right. I want to play basketball, but I don't own a basketball or go to the basketball court. Okay, right. well, that's you're not going to learn it from playing video games yeah. or watching Ex- it on TV. Exactly, you know, don't look at other people. Don't look at 
you know, especially me or someone like me and think, oh, you know, these things, I wasn't born this way, so I can't, because I guarantee you all I have to do is shut myself off for a day or two and I completely forget who I am and what I'm doing here and why. You put time into the work. Yeah. I start questioning, who am I to even have a podcast? Why should I be talking to people? Who's going to listen to me? What do I know? I'm a disaster. You know, I can't even make it through a grocery store. The entire world listens to you, honey. Eh. But... Again, and I'm not going to say all of the negative things that pop up into my head because then I'm speaking my own death. And we don't speak death here. No, you're living forever. We speak... Well, I don't look at death as a negative thing. I meant speak negativity. I'm not going (laughs) to speak the death of anyone, even my own, you know, good deeds moving forward, giant leaps, you know, encouragement, all of these things that we all need, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. I will continue to encourage people for as long as they find it encouraging. Good. I think they do. I hope so. Um, you were talking about the chakras and that it's funny that <clears throat> when people come to me for Reiki assessments and uh, attunements and work that, you know, everybody's used to just, it's a picture on the board. Here are the colors. Here's the little balls where they're at in your body. And that's, you know, even if they come with that knowledge, that's more than most. But it's funny that the deeper you go, the more you learn. And <clears throat> she's talking about the difference between masculine and feminine uh, divinity. And each chakra, I always, in the beginning, I felt that your lower chakras were more considered masculine, whereas the upper chakras, to me, it was my opinion in the beginning the upper chakras seem to be more related to the feminine aspects for you know connection to the divine because okay most men, i was just curious as to the reasoning why when you think of when you're thinking more unhealed versions okay with men it's more they're the type that are going to be your root chakra they're out in the fields they're out working they're they're more often in the manual labor jobs um often men are more when it comes to daily things uh, typically, stereotypically, the stable ones, the earthy ones when it comes to a lot of that stuff, whereas your heart chakra and above are more associated with uh, the feminine heart being the seat of the emotions. You know, the third eye, most uh, f- more feminine people are more open to that more quickly than more masculine people. Yes. In my experience, working with chakras. Yeah, because the divine feminine is intuition. Which again, if your divine feminine is out of control, you don't. You're not able to trust that intuition. Yes, mm-hmm. you'll hit some things right, but you'll also start hurting your own feelings with your quote unquote intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll let those emotions kind of cloud your judgment. So, you know, again, it's it really truly is all about balance. You know whether or not we are action takers or whether or not we are able to hold space for someone, whether or not we are the person who gets water for someone or the one who receives it well, you have to learn to do both. You know, like I put Bear's towels in the warmer for him. He brings me ice water when I shower. You know, it's about... It's love. It's about balance. I make him dinner. He does the dishes. You know, it's... I don't feel used or abused by him. He doesn't feel used or abused by me. We don't feel like we're taking advantage of one or the other. 
Um, and when we do start to feel that way, we let the other one know, hopefully before, <laughs> before it comes out now, you, you know, get off your ass and get over here and do these damn dishes, you know, like hopefully we do it before we get to the point where we're frustrated. And again, in all things with your children, with your spouse, with your friends, with yourself, you know, don't get so angry with yourself. Anger out of control is a sign that your divine masculine is out of control. When it comes to... I'll allow you to speak. <laughs> I see you looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose my train of thought again. Sorry. But, um, with with the chakras, uh, one article I read through, they said that to them, it's every other chakra is masculine or feminine. So, and what, going up to the seventh one, and the seventh one then is combined. So your crown chakra is combined, balance, masculine, and feminine, versus one, three, five... Two, four, hmm. six. I would have thought there'd be a balance within each. Mm -mm. Okay. Now there, there can be over and under, just like you're talking about with divine masculine yeah. and feminine. There when, is signals of yeah of if a chakra is overbalanced, which is rarely the case. Um, it's more often it's unused or or blocked off. I've run into several that are over extended but again typically in women and it's typically heart chakra and it's women who you know are feeling very overwhelmed and very emotional and like everyone's trying to hurt their feelings and no one's understanding what they say and they just keep loving all the wrong people and they just won't understand and you know if you keep ending up with the wrong partner maybe yeah yeah, you got to stop and look, look and in see. Different places. Yeah, stop and look and see what it is in you that keeps attracting those type of people. Because again, as feminine, we do have a tendency to like the rough and tumble man, the one who's going to tell us <laughs> what to do and be possessive and jealous of us and all of those romanticized things that we read about in books or see in movies. But in the practical application of that, it doesn't work. You know, it, you can't have someone who is possessive of you. Even if you're a prized possession, you cannot be viewed as a possession. Even if you think that it's, you know, fun and makes you interesting um, or that he's just passionate, etc. You really need to rein yourself in and kind of look and see what, what is it about me that makes me feel like I need someone to watch over me in that capacity. Is it because I don't want to set healthy boundaries or discipline myself like I should? You know, I need him to do it for me. And by the same token, when you're finding someone who he's too busy disciplining you and keeping you in check and setting your own boundaries, that he doesn't do those things for himself. And you're not feeding the parts of him that need to be fed. So you end up in a super imbalanced relationship where the women are classically abused. Yes. Um, even if it's not a physical abuse, if it's a control, it's still abuse. If you still can't be yourself, it is still abuse. But you're not a victim. You're not a tree. You can move. You know, you can do things. You can reach out for help. You can change the patterns of behavior that put yourself in those types of situations. Again, not victim blaming at all. I don't care how vulnerable and sad and imbalanced you are. No one should be allowed to... Um, take advantage of those types of situations. But again, stay away from the unhealed people. You can't be angry with a bear for acting like a bear. 
<laughs> bad analogy <laughs> a shark for being a shark you know you swim in the ocean you you stand a chance of being bit and it's not because it's anything personal it's just because you you're fish food in that area you are fish food and you know they are someone who feeds on fish mm-hmm. so it's just you know cause and effect you have to take responsibility for the effects of your cause so to speak you know mm-hmm. I was still talking about the rotations of chakras. Um, Sorry. When someone jumped in there. You said I was in charge today. Sorry, my masculine energy is all... I didn't set healthy boundaries with you beforehand. Don't make me bear act like a bear. Oh my goodness. I was... A, I'm sorry. I was thinking camping and being in the woods and what do you expect? I wasn't thinking that bear sitting across from me. I like food, yes. Um, chakras themselves, they're not just small balls inside your body. And yes, haha, teehee balls. Um, they are orbs that rotate. They, a good Reiki practitioner will be able to feel whether they are in balance, out of balance, or close to where they should be. And those generate outside of the body. They're not just in the body. They exude from it. And a lot of times in a female body, they, they rotate counterclockwise versus a male's body they rotate clockwise again article i read researching but but yes the the shiva and shakti the the positive and negative is it shiva or shiva you would know i don't know i was just genuinely asking i didn't mean to cause the confusion that is now on your face i've always said shiva because it could be shiva yeah well and it is god because it's the god of yoga as well yeah but i know shiva because when you sit Shiva with the dead, mm. that's a Hebrew term, and I technically True. sit Shiva. You do. But I'm not Jewish, so we don't call it that. But when I've had Jewish clients, that's what they call it. Okay. It's Shiva, not Shiva. So that would make sense. But yes, I guess Shiva then is also the god of yoga. Nice. So and they yoga also have is masculine. poles. They have positive or negative, negative poles when it comes to the chakras, or they call them giving and receiving. So giving they often associate with the masculine energy, receiving they often associate with uh, the feminine energy. That's why, like, specifically the heart chakra it talked about, they, they even made the comment, it's, uh, it's feminine, one, because female is more associated with the heart, but also they have boobs that stick out. Literally said the article is like... Boobs, <laughs> the, not breasts. I'm sure it said breast, not boobs. <laughs> Just me. It's so classy. I am. But uh, because it's outward appendage of the body, mm-hmm. it was a feminine aspect of it. I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. But also... I'm sure you do find boobs interesting. Very much so. Very much. <laughs> um, but when it comes to the tarot even, the masculine is often associated with the wands, you were talking about motivation earlier. The wands are the cards for motivation of movement, of uh, participation, of going forward. You know, you get the ace of wands. That's telling you to get up and go. This is a good opportunity, a good start of something. Whereas the the, the cups, the suit of cups is more often considered with a feminine aspect of the tarot because of the emotions. Big surprise. I know. A cup and a wand. <laughs> See what's <you> there. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> oh heavens! Okay, I feel like we're wrapping up now. 
Good thing you got your Knight of Wands. Oh my goodness. But... <laughs> anyway. So, I'm just kidding. I'm the king. Um... <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Making dad jokes. It's Father's Day. Yeah, I know. Day. Well, it's still my anniversary and I want to go float in my pool. So Today hurry is up. our anniversary of 19 years. It is. Woot, woot. Yep, we'll make it at least nineteen years and five hours. <laughs> <It's just laughs> we like, made it. We edit the episode and post it like, and we're done. <laughs> Not yet. Watch it. I'll give you five more minutes. <laughs> Depends on how quickly I'm in the pool. You can get a lot done in five minutes. <laughs> so, anyway, the, uh, the suit of the cups is is technically associated with the feminine energies, with the receiving, with the going, with the flow which is more of the uh, divine feminine aspect, going, being able to go with the flow of the cups, flow like water. Again, going back to Bruce Lee, quite the icon. Whereas, yes. whereas those wands are that force of motivation, which is often associated with divine masculine. So, but that was pretty much all that I had. Um, most of it was just your brainchild, and it was good. Yeah, thanks. I thought so. Anything else from you? I feel like it's a necessary topic for men and women. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have anything else to say. I want to go swim. We're going to go... I don't want to swim. I'm going to float. No exercise, please. (laughs) Someone bring me something boozy to drink. We're going to go get our wands in the water. and (laughs) Some of us don't have a wand. (laughs) We're just going to get in the water. All right, fine. Hope everybody had a good Father's Day. And next time we'll... Dude, I tried to look for positive father figures in mythology and oh, they are hard to find. find one there are certain aspects or certain occasions where there was good fatherly deed done but overall there was not a lot of good all in all good father figures when we go back to look at a lot of our myth- mythological no because they all think with their wands and don't care about their cups and so they end up damned you know Miserable, not caring about the kids miserable and, yeah. and damned. Yeah, and they, you know, they just, children were a side effect, an unfortunate side effect. Mm-hmm. So hopefully everybody had a good Father's Day. Be good to your partners, be good to your kids, be good to each other. And we have a pagan holiday coming up next week. Yes, we have a Midsummer, Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Which we hopefully will get to talk to before that day comes upon us. So you guys have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.